and welcome to You're Nearly Dead, the podcast that's literally a write-off. Literally! Literally! And I'm not using that... What's the other version? What's the thing you can say? Mega literally. Figuratively. Uh, figuratively. There we go. I'm not saying that figuratively. Uh, hello, I'm Ben Adicott, and I'm joined today by Charlie Hogan. Say hello, Charlie. Hello. And Matthew Grumble. Say hello, Matthew. Good evening. That's not what I said to say. I'll, I'll say it again if you want me to, but it'll be the same <laughs> words. Okay, well, that's fine. How are you doing, Charlie? What have you been up to this week? I'm all right. Yeah, I moved house yesterday. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Where have you moved to and from? Don't, don't get too specific. I've moved from Northampton to another part of Northampton. Ooh. Um, and I'm now in a flat, which is nice. I'm on the second floor. Mm. And uh, mm. I'm looking out the window. It's lovely. Oh, good. How's the traffic? Uh, (laughs) it's fine to be honest it was it was was horrendous leaving work it was really pretty pretty awful have you been able to check out what the traffic's like at your previous address and thereby feel smug about the current address you're at (laughs) well funnily enough just before i moved out (laughs) um a girl who i used to live with her her car got broken into just before i moved out so i feel do feel quite smug having moved away that's something then isn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a terrible something to feel, but it's still something. Mm. It's possibly actually one step worse than the previous long-distance smugness you had while in Norway. But uh, ever upwards, ever upwards. Yeah, you've got to feel smug. Ever <coughs> terrible. <laughs> it's one of those precious human emotions. It's what Christmas is all about. Quite right. That's right. That's right. It actually is, though. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah, it was meant as a joke, but now I'm actually realising there's some truth in it. As with any, as with any good joke, absolutely. Anyway, I think what we should probably do is hear a little bit about something that Charlie wants to tell us. I can see myself tearing up the road f- faster than any boy has ever gone, and my skin is raw, but my soul is ripe. No one's going to stop me now. I'm going to make my escape, but I can't stop thinking of you. And I never see the sudden curve until it's way too late. And I'm dying at the bottom of a pit in the blazing sun, torn and twisted at the foot of a burning bike. And I think somebody somewhere must be tolling a bell. And the last thing I see is my heart still beating, breaking out of my body and flying away. Like a bat out of hell. How good is that? And that's what we're talking about today. Meatloaf. That is what we should be talking about. I mean, that does sound like you could have written that, actually. I wish I had done. So, Meatloaf is is fantastic, as I've recently reminded myself. So you were aware of this before, right? This wasn't the first time you realised. I think I'm vaguely aware. I I knew he was cool-ish. And he had a song. But not... Bloody hell, though. It's fantastic sitting there with that, that first album. What was the second one? Oh, yeah, and what was the third? Well, there's the first... There's the, he did Back Out of Hell, and then Back Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, uh, and it's something else to do with Bats in Hell. I going back out again. What's called. Yeah, I forgot, back out again. Forgot or, my keys. Yeah, yeah I'm done with it. Let's go back. Out of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot my keys. <laughs> Shit, left the gas on. Yeah. The gas on in hell. That's why hell's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Meatloaf left his gas on. His gas bill must be horrendous. <laughs> I changed. I faked my own death. Is that one my gas? I don't know. You've got an infinite amount of time to pay it back, so it's not really an issue, is it? You'd never get a mortgage, would you? You'd probably end up back in hell. Ironically, the twenty-five year factor isn't really so much of an issue if you have an infinite span of time, uh, making most debts less relevant. Who says he does, though? <laughs> well, if you're in hell, I mean, I thought that was kind of the deal with hell, isn't it? He's left hell. Oh, I see. This is when he came. That's why he went back again. He went back, being like, "I've got to, I've got to find myself some time." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So, how gutted would he be though if he got there and then just realised it was, uh, you know, when your your brain just does that thing and it, it wasn't true? The gas, <laughs> you turn the gas off. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I just wanted 
a check. I just wanted a check. <laughs> yeah, I had to be sure. Off talking to his wife. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> She's in the sidecar. They were all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're late for lunch. Um... <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, so they're not meatloaf. So the whole thing, um, I'm sure. I don't know. Most people, loads of people know this. I don't. I didn't know this. But it was all. They're all. All three Bat Out of Hell albums were written by a guy called Jim Steinman. So Meatloaf's the, yes. the vocalist and the uh, and the lead name, but he's he, he didn't write it, which is absolutely fine because he, you know, it, he he does his thing and the writer does does his. But it's tre- tremendous. I, have you have you listened to it lately? Either of you? Mm. Yeah, it's often on. It's a work work loved thing. Is it? So yeah. in the factory, mm, absolutely. Meatloaf for some reason the rock opera um, of Queen and Meatloaf are both yeah hot demand amongst uh, manual labourers. Fantastic. I really wouldn't have guessed that based on my previous experience of working in factories. We'd said the radio one; it wasn't really as inspiring. Mm. What is it about this uh, particular album that's really caught your attention, though, Charlie? Just it's full of tunes. He didn't do the music either. No, yeah. no, they're, they're all the words and the music are all written by um, Steinman. He's a good piano player, though. Could be. I don't know. Well, so we, so we think exactly. Maybe this could be all, could be all a ruse. Mm. I think realistically, Meatloaf's probably just the face. I think he doesn't even do the singing. Yeah, probably. Mm. I think we're just like mm. looking at the guy. They were like, "Look, this is the look we need." Uh, frankly, we'll take you at any cost. We'll get other people mm-hmm. to fill in the gaps behind you. And it's the napkin as well. He's got got that napkin, hasn't he? What napkin? He always, he's always got the napkin. He's, he sniffs it. Does he? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if it's his wife's. Have you have you seen sure. it? Sure. <laughs> so he's got an, a hanky, whatever. Have a look. Not, Hang on. <laughs> uh, uh, search. Put a search in for meatloaf. Na- no, that won't come meat up. Meatloaf napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. It just picks a load of hanky. Look up hanky. This isn't a thing. <laughs> I Does believe meatloaf exists. Are you I, sure it's not just a food stuff? Maybe I mean meat space loaf. This, uh, meat, oh, he does. I yeah, believe. you're right. He does have a hanky. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I, think it was I believe re- he's referring to the video where he's playing a consumptive um, old romantic poet. I think that's the idea. He's supposed to be, as they all were, riddled with consumption, so coughing into his hanky. I think that's right. Mm. I see. He sniffs it, doesn't he? If not, it's a really good fake memory I've got. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, that's probably enough of this. We should probably get on with the show. What is yeah, he's, he's great, and I uh, look forward to hearing about him a bit more next week. Yeah, we'll do. We'll come back in for a the slice of meat. <laughs> yeah, <Some corn. laughs> another slice. Yeah, there we go. There it is. The theme this week was "I knew them," and for those of you who have forgotten um, how the show works, from the previous week's pieces, we extract a line or a phrase or a couplet or a word, even and use that as the starting point for the next week. So last week we chose I Knew Them. Um, I can't remember whose piece that was from. No, it, it was from mine, and in fact there was a uh, slight issue, I realised in the edit, where we awarded you the wooden spoon, oh. the award that's supposed to go to the person whose piece the theme was chosen from. You having chosen the theme yeah. uh, from my piece took away the wooden spoon, so I'm going to have to ask if you could give me that back about well, now. The, right, Twitter's, well, we, the Twitter's been going absolutely yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> this week. Uh, the subreddit is frankly a write-off at this point. It? Now. Okay. It's just it's like thirty, forty threads the same thing. Yeah. Um, so if you could just pass me back yeah. the wooden spoon back now, that would be. That'd be well, we can we can 
we, we can negotiate. That's because the only thing he won yeah. last week, he's, he can't we can't go away with zero victory. Shut up! It's a prize. Anyway, it's, a good, so, it's a good prize. I would have got the lame duck and the wooden spoon, the coveted combo. You are the lame duck. <laughs> it would have been, it's the best combo. With the podcast, it's literally right off. So each week we write a poem each based on last week's theme. That's it. This week the theme was I knew them. Frankly, I didn't finish. We also, for some stupid reason, uh, decided that this week we'd have to make our pieces oh, rhyme. God. Um, yeah, which, I think that was my idea, which I really regret. <laughs> yeah. So, well, actually, in, again, listening back at the edit, it was actually my idea, but I made you kind of think it was your idea, and you were the one who argued it to the point where it happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Because nice. that's the only realistic way for things to happen on the show is if we convince them it's your idea. Charlie took ownership; it's his fault. Yeah. So, what have you got for us, Charlie? Okay, it's called the uh, it's called the trireme. The what? Come again? The trireme. T r i r e m e. The Greek ships. The Greek ships with the oars. Oh, them. I see. Oh right! I think what he's done here is a a delightful technique, uh, which might which I might have to steal in the future is giving it an excellent title, which might end up overwhelming uh, sort of what is the lack of content <laughs> in the piece. I think yeah. that title's going to ca- carry you a long way, Charlie. Read it. The trireme: hundred eighty oars, hundred eighty grasping pairs of hands, hundred eighty griping points of view, hundred eighty demands. I don't think that's actually so lacking. You were you, I know you're saying there's more in this and there's more you can get from there's it. There's a load more. Of course, that's of course. A, 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 yeah. I, I haven't touched it really though. It's rare that our pieces we do, we do on this show, maybe you're an exception, but it's rare that mine are fully realised, perfectly perfect ideas. They're mostly just attempts at something. So I think this is in keeping yeah. with that. It's all about the process and, and trying to get going. So yeah. Interesting. I better do that again. It's called the trireme. 180 oars, 180 grasping pairs of hands, 180 griping points of view, 180 demands. Wow. So, I mean, okay, let's, we'll do our responses first, and I want to ask you where you were going, where you think you're going to go with this, or would like to go with this. But we'll come back to that. <gasps> were, you, were you reading a Doreen Kindersley book? No. I did realise that, yes, last week's show, you did get go off on how exciting you saw it to look at cross-sections of boats. So the fact yeah. you come back with a boat-based uh, piece. Oh, did I do that? Yeah. Oh, God, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. Good. Somewhere in the back of the mind. Inspired. The things that you don't remember, you remember. Yeah. All righty. Mm. So, yeah, what are you getting from this, Matt? Um, is, it, is, is it about darts? <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like starting with the figure. How long are you thinking this this piece could potentially be with 180 going all the way through? Oh, that would just be the first thingy stanza verse. Would you change the numbers after that, or would you drop the numbers theme? Yeah, it would go all the way 180 to 179. <laughs> 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 this is the bottles in the wall song, just re-updated. Yeah, yeah. Terrible version of it. Just forever. So. I might scrap the whole thing. I mean, it, I was this, the whole 180 thing, but um, I, 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 a quick Wikipedia. Yeah. Search told me that triremes have 180 oars. So that, I thought that was a wasn't a bad yeah. place to start. Right, carry on. I would, yeah. The only thing I would point out okay. is that means there would be 360 grasping. Uh, oh no, pairs. Sorry, my bad. Take it back. <laughs> Fell for the trap. He got us. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a Charlie <laughs> trap right there. Yeah. Fair yeah. point. They're not single-handed oars. It's going to be a big boat. Exactly. Isn't it? Yes, of course. They got two hands on each oar. Fair point. Fair point. Mm. Um, okay. Well, so. I think, like I said, I do think it stands solo. I mean, I'm not saying it's everything you want it to be, but it's, it certainly exists and makes a point and has a. It sets oh. a little s- s- a scene. It's almost got a slightly musical aspect to it. And yeah, if you get the ten green bottles thing out of your head, yeah. Well, well I was thinking what, like quite Les Mis style, that kind of like 
this is the song that sets oh, right. the scene. We're on the sea, kind of, you know. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what, what do you think it's about? I mean, <laughs> loads of men on a boat. And I'm thinking men. 180 griping points of view. It's loud, sticky. You're all in, in it together. If we're going to take the metaphor uh, run, which I think generally we do, I'm going to guess you're talking about the idea yeah, of uh, some uh, the difference of committee, the whole sort of like, uh, what's that whole, a camel is a horse designed by committee, that thing. Lots of people working together can end up uh, messing up uh, the sort of clarity of a viewpoint. Not a bad start. It's, it's, the, it's the other way, though. It goes the, oh. other way, uh, d- d- the opposite conclusion. Oh, I see. I see that's what's not in here yet, but that's what you want to get to. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, they're all working towards one goal, and it's... yeah. So, but it's basic. Can I can I explain? Or yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yes, okay. Yeah. It, the way I was going with it, it's it's about the the death of liberalism. So the the idea is this: we've got this boat, this trireme full of 180 knobheads, all with different points of view. 180 people. <laughs> Broadly, you know, it's slow progress. It's heavy going. They mightn't get on, and they certainly wouldn't get on if they weren't all in the boat together. But they're all in the same boat. Oh, God, they're all in the same boat. Look at that. Mm. Making progress, slowly. Then, something happens, and the boat mm. sinks. God, so what are they going to do? They're all separated. Still the same goal, though. Well, no, well, the, the boat sinks, so they, they've, hit, they've hit something, uh, uh, some sort of obstacle, and un- which, which which is unclear. Um, and then I, I, I saw the... So, you know, you see these cross-sections of the ocean. I know I like cross-sections. <laughs> um, and you've got the... Cross-section of the ocean. Yeah, so you've got... The bit just off, just offshore. Then there's the ocean shelf. Mm. Um, so you imagine that. So it sort of it levels slowly. It's quite level to start with. The sea is quite level from the shore, and then it's steep. It steep, falls away quite steeply. Yeah. Um, so the idea is the boat hits something, breaks apart. One half lands on the upper side, and the other half falls down the mm-hmm. the ocean shelf. So it's the sort of it's the loss of the middle ground. There isn't. There's no longer a middle ground. You're either on the ocean floor or you're way up there. Oh, yeah. uh, not the saying that one's better than the other, but mm. um, you, you're polarized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With you. So that's where I was going with that. But there's, I was going to perhaps stick in some hope by you know like a few people going oh, help help floating. I haven't died. You said, I mean, <laughs> in, in terms of in terms of giving yourself quite an audacious task. You sort of decided to write effectively an epic poem about the death of liberalism yeah. and the sort of polarization of the, of the world. So it is admittedly understandable that you haven't quite completed it in time. Yeah, I can see why you were making a fuss before. Given the hour and a half you had. <laughs> the ancient Greek thing theme is, fits with these yeah. the, the liberal the liberal democracy well. and all mm. that. Yeah, democracy yeah. descending into fascism and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only issue, of course, mm. I mean, the only issue with the trireme thing is the fact that tri immediately takes you to the idea of three. It'd be really nice if it was two, but I mean, or if it meant one hundred and eighty. Yeah, I don't know. What I, um, I, it's oh, quite oh, nice in the sense that one hundred and eighty, of course, is two opposing things. One hundred and eighty is one direction versus the other. Oh, nice! Sorry. I hadn't thought of that. Degrees, yeah. That's good. Sweet. Yeah. Get that in there. Um, so, did you? Where was the inspiration taken from for this? Were you looking at boats or the actual idea of death of liberalism? I was thinking I knew them. As though I what was I thinking? I so I, I, I where it started. I thought I knew them. I you know, I you could say I knew, not necessarily me, but you. One knows people from all areas of the political spectrum, and they all tend to be very very. I see. You, you tend to get on with anyone, but um, mm. uh, even though even though they're polarized, so I think that was the jumping off point. Well, I mean, I would say that maybe... Okay, but I get from where you were going there, I thought you were going to head towards that people have actually now reached a point where before they would just get along with differing points of view, there's more of a sense of 
I can't be friends with you because you're a Tory and that whole thing. Maybe. Because that's yeah, I, 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 that's I knew them, otherwise it's like I know them. Yeah, no, I I, took a, I knew them had become I know much better than I actually taking the starting point and, and basically going where you want to go anyway uh, which is and, and there is a link for sure don't be wrong but it is a healthier thing to do I think to take yeah. sort of take the starting point and run a thread until you get to somewhere you're interested in being I suppose the most it's only three the starting point is only three words and the most significant well the two significant well they're all very significant <laughs> but new is very it's very very new it's past tense isn't it so mm. and I've ignored that yes. um I, I could I could have probably I might have dealt with that new versus no I don't know it doesn't matter anyway so that was what that was where I was going and you've ruined it by having it the podcast too early I don't think, no nonsense the title is just a jumping off point it's a theme it's a theme not a title no I think he's but, saying we ruined it because it made him read it too early yeah no nonsense as well I like I like the idea that yeah if you had sort of if Keats was there he was like oh can I just give you a little uh, example can I see what you're working on there Keats and he'd be like no and he's like no come on show me Keats show me and he's like reads it out and he's like well that's that that's it done f- no fuck it it's going in the bin <laughs> he would no, you, made, you made me read it now <laughs> it's only got one read in it <laughs> it goes off half cocked otherwise you know you, 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 the flaws in it are more of it it's nice to have add the rest add the rest yeah, of the card I mean, then, then you see that then, then there's the magic's gone so you know how, you know what the thought process was give it a month and a half and I've forgotten all the words in this poem including the title so you probably can yeah. do it again I won't know it's fine mm. you can you can come back to me with a new one and I insist you do. Mm. Oh. At some point in the future. It doesn't have to be next week, but just whenever you're ready. Come back with yeah, it. Yeah, but it won't happen unless it's mandated by this bloody podcast, which we keep writing to. <laughs> How about this, then? Here's an idea for future. We put this aside as your one, and then we look out for future ones from me and Matt. We each have a sure. redo episode where we try and do our best job of redoing a failed good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm. I'm full of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, it's now me, and in a sort of running theme of the last few weeks, I'm not particularly comfortable with this. I really couldn't think of a single launching point given the uh, the title, or rather the theme. This could be interesting. Well, I, felt, I found myself stuck between a just very literal and thereby sort of fairly uninspiring, or... That was it. Really. I couldn't. I couldn't find out where to go with it. I couldn't find anywhere that was particularly like novel to go with it. But this is something I need to work on. Is taking taking tangents. Sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, it had to rhyme. It does, uh, and I'll show you it now. Please do. She's married now, bought a house in a town that we called Shitty. She has grown her blonde hair long and moved up to the city. I don't know what he's up to now, but he's eased up on the weed. She's got a deal for that same book. I never tried to read. He's got friends I cannot stand. He's gone to work for Lalamand. She's married now, he looks like me. She met him and now they're three. Though I kicked and splashed about, the water moved when I got out. I think I knew them once before. I do not know them anymore. Aww. So yeah, this week definitely less of the heavy-duty sincerity, more of the kind of, you know, fairly fun, thinking slightly sort of almost a little bit uh, of a, a nursery rhyme kind of vibe, apart from possibly the use of the word shitty. But that kind of, I thought, fun, bouncing, rhyming, you know. Yeah, Disney mm. Disney sing-along. <laughs> well, the, the Mickey Mouse's head bouncing along. 
sort of thing. Exactly. I was trying to go with that kind of rhythm. I thought it'd be a fun opportunity seeing as we had uh, rhyming in there. So, any thoughts? Well, instantly I'm taken to Dean Martin uh, with shitty shirt wash. Uh, he sings City Sidewalks, <laughs> and it's uh, but because he's so damn drunk. <laughs> <laughs> shitty shirt wash. Uh, In a town that we called Shitter. She has grown her blonde hair long and moved up to the Shitter. Yeah, I did think that it had a slightly... Uh... So how is she in the city and the town? Well, this is where the emphasis in the reading had to be accurate, which I think is where I went a bit wrong. Um, but what do you think? What are you seeing in this? What is this? A, what is, what's the content? Is it about Emmy? <laughs> Not entirely. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty it's, uh, there's, no, there's no metaphor here, is there? It's, no, it's, it's not a metaphor. It's not a metaphor. It's, 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 about, it's about a feeling. Um, um, that is uh, that sort of unites all those little individual stories. So it's not about the individual items. It's about the the ending section is what the piece is about. I suppose the point is it's not about one person. Yeah, it's a it's a collection of people. It's about people moving on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're moving apart from each other, really. Just yeah, just, okay, growing apart. Like, yeah. The difficult the dif- difficulty that comes with that as well, because you always feel like you've lost something, but it's sensible quite often, most of the time. I better give you one more run through. Also, give me a chance to try and get my uh, emphases in the right places. Right. She's married now, bought a house in a town that we called Shitty. She has grown her blonde hair long and moved up to the city. I don't know what he's up to now, but he's eased up on the weed. She's got a deal for that same book I never tried to read. He's got friends I cannot stand. He's gone to work for Lalamand. She's married now. He looks like me. She met him, and now they're three. Though I kicked and splashed about, the water moved when I got out. I think I knew them once before. I do not know them any more. It's it's slightly slightly nostalgic, slightly, yeah, whatever. I think that's what I was trying to avoid, was the feeling of uh, making a nostalgia out of it. Because that's obviously the first thought I went to, and I thought, look, I'll just go with that. It's the first thought, I might as well just see what happens if I go with it, was what you would go to with the theme, I knew them people you used to know you don't know anymore mm. but rather than going the the sort of more classically tragic poet route of saying you know oh how sad it is i've lost that life and that love and la 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 yeah more making it a bit more mundane i suppose like this is what i know about those people now because i don't know anything else about them anymore mm. i like the way it sort of wraps it all up to say that you don't know them anymore but it doesn't come across that you particularly need to you're not trying to be liked um at a, when you perhaps did at one point so that resolves it quite nicely. Yeah, exactly. I think that the point was to try and say, I have a tendency to be not great at maintaining long distance relationships. Um, and in some instances, I think that's bad. In some instances, I think uh, valid. And I guess it's to do with trying to acknowledge the validity of just being able to move apart. Because the people in this in this aren't all, as you can probably pick out from the fact that I, one, haven't had that many relationships and also have not uh, at any point been bisexual. Uh, some of them are just intense friendships. Mm. Sexy friendships. <laughs> just just fairly intense ones that lasted for a period of time and then, you know, things change. It's very, it's very, it's not passive, but there's, I think there's emotion underneath that's not addressed at all, really. Um, I, I don't know. Is, is it as is it as passive as it reads? As in, is the narrator really, you know, as 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 you know, does he not care as much as it seems? 
or is there some sadness there? I think there's definitely some sadness. The The way I was trying to write it, which I'm glad it comes across that way, but I mean, more glad it comes across that way than it comes across as being nostalgic and, you know, all sort of heartbroken, because mm. that was what I was trying to avoid. Yeah, um, the, whole, the whole first section up to the last four lines is supposed to be a recitation of the things I know about that person now, because I don't know much yeah. else. So that is supposed to be dispassionate, because I don't know. I don't know mm. about their emotional lives. We have no link anymore in the same way we used to, anyway. Uh, so all I know is trivia, you know. I know through mm. Facebook or whatnot that now her hair's long and I know she's living in London. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. I now know that the guy has gone to work for a different company, which surprises me about him, which is where I managed to get Lalamand in there, which is just a gift of a second word in that rhyming situation. Yeah, that's... I wouldn't have used it. I mean, it's it's it doesn't do you any favours. Even it, it might be factually it's correct. Actually, actually, importantly, factually it, correct, yes. But that doesn't matter, though. I mean, I, it's, I, I'd rather have something wrong than have something that than have the word lalaman <laughs> nope. but i mean it's completely uh, this is the point that is all i know about him nowadays because we've not seen each other for years i saw him What's briefly the day, and that's what i learned about it's a company that produces and um and sort of distributes yeast for beer it's a made up word right you see yeah. that's not i don't think that's a helpful thing to say you could have said anything no, but that's you all I know. Said, that's the point. But you could we, just we had, make something up. You know, you could go to work for something else. Go to work for court, court. No, but that's the whole point. It's all. It's all actually true. That's the whole point. Is that the point? I mean, yes. I, I, don't, I don't think that's any. I don't think that's ever relevant in a poem. The fact that it's true or not isn't. Isn't. Mm-hmm. No, I like the fact he hasn't compromised the truth. He's just gone. This is. This is it, and it's 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 him. Uh, there's nothing made up. If he'd made up another word there that still rhymed, embarrassingly. You'd be, we'd be more, fu- we'd be furious with him. Well, no, it'd been a, a, a good rhyme. But in this, in, in this situation, in the context of this piece, I understand that in some situations, if you're trying to tell a, tell a truth, then like a story is a better way of doing it. You don't necessarily need reality. But when the whole point is, this is the reality now. That all I know of these people are these quite so simple trivia pieces. Um, then it needs to be real ones, I think. Otherwise, it would just be, you know, if I was trying to make something up, what would I be adding? Yeah, I don't think we should be in a position telling you to make up something else. You'd be adding a better word than Lalamand. <laughs> Lalamand's a great word. Listen to it. He's got friends I cannot stand. He's gone to work at Lalamand. That is a little nursery rhyme. And you think, oh, you know, because if, if, if you'd use something there that was relatable or something that we could understand. If I heard that in a poem, I'd just want to go and Google what Lalamand mm. was. That's all I'd do. And then it probably would paint the right picture, which is of something realistic it's too realistic for me it's too it's too, too far <laughs> you fucking listen to country music for Christ's sake <laughs> too realistic yeah, but that's, okay there's, there's a way of making realistic sound good that doesn't sound good or read well or look good it, I, that's exactly wrong I would say I have to say because it, it reads okay. nicely you just read it it sounds nice it's a nice word uh, and it is completely accurate as well so Matt jump in I'm not going to pull you up on that. I think I think the use of the word Lalamand is 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 accurate, and I appreciate that. I think the the real problem in there is it, it does just go to dum de dum de dum, which of course yeah, loads of poets over the years have been applauded for going de dum de dum de dum, but um, it's not quite. It loses a little bit of the the seriousness that I think you'd been writing about in the first half, and then towards the end. If I'm going to get really pernickety. But no, but I don't think it's supposed to be. I think it's like I say. I think it's supposed to have a kind of. It's light-hearted, isn't it? It's quite light-hearted, but that's that was what I was trying to say. That at the beginning, it's supposed to be kind of deliberately heavily uh, rhythmic and structured, and it's supposed to be a recitation of information. 
in a kind of playful way. And then I think the the idea at least is supposed to be that in the last four lines you actually get a bit into the emotion, but it's still kind of contained mm. because because realistically there isn't that much motion there anymore. The, the the idea of saying though I kicked and splashed about the water moved when I got out, that's supposed to be Yeah, that's the most that's the most interesting part of it. Well that's the point. It's supposed to go sort of, you know, reality, reality, reality interpretation and uh and that's the, the emotional hint. Yeah. I like the fact that you don't try and flesh out what you know about him. Um and it clearly is a piece about you and her. Uh rather than yeah, they're different people. They're different people. Every every line is a different person. Yeah. Oh uh, what? Yeah yeah. It's a collection you of people. Spoon. So he's eased up on the weed, gone to work to Malamand. Different people. He says, I don't know what he's up to now, but he knows he's gone to work at Lalamand. You know, it doesn't They're different people, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. that's why it's divided so aggressively into different lines. They're different she's and different he's. Yeah, but what I meant was all the way through that through line with even though they're different people, it's still about you. No, and it wasn't. That wasn't what you meant. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Rescue. Can't let you get away with that. God, that was that was a wicked ball there. <laughs> it wasn't was No, right, fine, I forgot that. Is there an award for being the shittest poetry whatever this is? <laughs> Analyst. You win it this week, Matt. You All win right. it, Grumble. Yes. Winner. <laughs> I just told you what it was a second ago. So that's just yeah, not I listening. Wasn't listening. That's, I that's listening. not poor interpretation. That's just bad listening skills. The golden bellend. <laughs> the golden bellend. I'd love to, to meet the uh, sculptor that, to make that trophy. <laughs> right. So t- t- talk to me about, though I kicked and splashed about, the water moved and I got out. Well, do you get the reference to the famous um, metaphor there? Uh, yeah. the ri- Never step into the same river twice, that whole thing. No, I didn't know that. Famous metaphor. Uh, It's just, I can't remember who made it. It might have been Greek again, actually. I think it might have been Greek. The idea that you can never step into the same river twice uh, because you're in the river and it's one thing and it's moving around. You step out, everything that was around you moves on uh, and you get back in. It's a new river. Mm. It's, yeah, the idea that you... Okay. It's a nice, nice idea. The only problem with that couplet then is that it sounds like you're in a bath. Yeah, the water moves from the water. uh, What's it called? I thought you were in a bath. Yeah, I, it, I pictured a bath. So I wasn't going to criticise you for those that couple of, but now I will because <laughs> got to be done. You know, it doesn't. You haven't really used the metaphor as well. I as mean, it was intended. I think. I think if you knew the metaphor, you'd probably see it more readily because the whole theme of the poem is basically that metaphor. Is that whole thing about the river? Maybe a title would be helpful in that regard. But seeing yeah. as you found the um, the bath to be an okay thing, what what did you think I meant by? I was struggling. So, <laughs> okay. okay. So the, the the level of the water moves. Oh, I see. Um, perhaps I suppose if you get back in, it would go back up. But then uh, that would make sense because, so you're kicking. It's like you're you're in a bath. Um, you're a, you know you're a person. There's a bit of water. The level is is higher when you're in there. Yeah, kicking, splashing, having some fun. You get out. You look in. You're like ah, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same. So as you move away from the people, it's perhaps not the same. I think in this instance, what I was definitely trying to go for, just to clarify, was that, yeah, you 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 are making your mark, at least you think you are, and you do make a mark, um, but as soon as you disappear out of the equation, everything just carries on without you. Mm. Yeah. So when you when you come back, your marks are going to be kind of absent. Which is nice. And it's not exactly, it's no bad thing. That's exactly why I'm trying not to be negative or positive. It's more just, that's the way it is, and that's kind of a thing just to be okay with. Yeah. But you didn't. I don't think you got it qu- across. I think it's a shame to slip up there, though, because I, I would. I, if you if you as a, if you'd have um, handled that couple a little bit better, it would have been clearer. I guess I could actually make it more expre- ex- explicit with a title that I would that gave you that for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I would. You can't just call it call it the river. There you go. 
Yeah, that would do it. Yeah. That would do it. Yeah. Okay, called the river. That's nice. Fine. Well, no, you didn't call, tell us that before, so you unfortunately. Oh, actually, no. Look, I'm just looking at my notes. Uh, it's called the river. Yeah. He's just trying. He's just trying to knock me down from winning. That's all. I believe you. Right, boys. Uh, so my piece. I'd love to tell you in that frame that you grew up, but you've stayed the same. Here there's been change, and I've tried looking to blame, finding ways to explain. It doesn't help. So I look at you, and I'll just do my best. It's strange to see you smiling forever, staying the same. I'm just checking for rhyming inconsistencies. Rhyming inconsistencies. <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's good. That's a, it's another. It's another. Uh, it's another bereavement one. Is it? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Is okay. It, See. Okay. Well, uh, let me. Go on, Ben. Me. What are you going to say? Shit. I shouldn't have said it. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I. You know, I'm never looking to be right. Just to uh, you know, be right to myself. To be honest mm-hmm. to my thoughts. Now, I was going more. Um, maybe this speaks more to my inexperience of bereavement by comparison to you two. Um, that it was simply. Um. Looking at a picture of somebody you know intimately now, or possibly even yourself, um, and having to acknowledge that the person they were then is not the person they are now. That person doesn't necessarily exist anymore. Basically, the theme of my piece, to a certain extent. It is, uh, so the, the title of um, this week was, for mine, was The River. <laughs> <laughs> you can justify that just about, Ben, apart from the third line. Uh, well, where you, that, that you grew up, yeah, that you grew up is fine. That's inevitable because no, no, but that you grew up is. Uh, oh, okay, maybe, yeah, all right, all right. Because right. it's that you grew up, but you stayed the same. That's. I'd love to tell you. So I'll just explain what the line is talking about. I'd love to tell you in that frame that you grew up, but you stayed the same. Okay, well, it's not a bad read. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. You're right. Um, not, not a. I still think I'm right, but well, I think you in this instance you've uh, yes picked up on the bereavement theme. It's not. I think it's lovely. Oh, good. So I guess actually in that second verse is where the bereavement thing becomes more apparent. I guess I hadn't quite caught up in my uh, interpretations. Uh, I'd look at you and I'll just do my best. It's strange to see you smiling forever, staying the same. Um, yeah, that that's that's more indicative of someone who's not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say you've stuck to the theme because, yeah, certainly more than Charlie. Everyone's stuck to the theme. <laughs> Charlie's, Charlie was so loosely stuck. I mean, based, I'm talking entirely with the pieces we were presented. If you look just at the piece as presented, Charlie's is a is a thing about boat people <laughs> arguing. It's true, yeah. And I don't think he's ever known 180 boat people from Greece. <laughs> yeah. I like what you did with the rhyming thing because you did your best to uh, grumbleize it. Um, and certainly that's Matt's surname. Uh, yeah, you did a very good job of of taking the the concept of rhyming and still chopping it up and changing it around and not going with standard. AB. Rhyming's hard. Well, it's fine. There's no, there's no need to go with that. That's a, it's a, it's a lovely. Way. I, I think it's great. I mean, this one, it doesn't, it doesn't feel forced at all. No, but that's interesting for me because you're saying that you did that more that it was a, it was in response to struggling with the rhyming. Uh, no, I just wrote quite a lot of different versions to this. Well, not, not that poem. Once that poem came out, it was about half an hour before the podcast, and it was just pretty much wrote. But I struggled with the concept of rhyming this week quite, quite embarrassingly. No, that does not show. Oh, good. I thought it just looked like you had a relaxed sense of rhyme. It's It reads more in the same way you get rhyme used in um, a lot of spoken poetry, so I hate to reference it, but 
things like spoken word. Oh, yeah. Less less spoken word than actual just spoken poetry that you get at festivals and the like, where I tend to end up um, hiding in the daytime in the in the poetry tent. You know. Uh, well, it's chill out in there. No, it's not loud. I don't like loudness all the time. So, Let's go to a festival. <laughs> you get loudness when you want it. No, anyway, sorry. no, but, but there is a, a trend amongst people who largely read their poetry out loud to use rhyming as a way to introduce rhythm when, when it's needed and then to step away from it. So that thing of having the the rhyme can repeat itself a few times in the manner of hip-hop, but then it can also slip away and just end on a... Like, the way you went... Um, same change blame explain and then help as the end of a verse it feels very comfortable you know it feels very sort of uh what's the word uh deliberate yeah well i i just i that was one line i'd pulled out and then put put did put back in because i i wanted the staccato nature of just going fuck it you try and try to find this explanation and to be honest you're better off just putting a, a full stop and even if it cut the poem up in the middle i, I felt that was how i wanted it to be Thematically, yes, I can see what you're saying. Because obviously that whole rhyming run is a rhyme of um, trying to look at it a different way. And to explain. So the rhyming run... I was trying to rhyme with what you were saying. (laughs) (laughs) I was too focused on, you know, serious poetry thoughts. Very very thematic, I like it. We should have done this whole episode in rhyme, really, shouldn't we? That would have been good. I mean, we could could do it over, couldn't we? (laughs) And so we now turn to look at Matt's piece. It's by the book. Apart from (laughs) one or two lines... I've considered these in my mind. <laughs> my mind. <laughs> to half rhyme. It's legit. <laughs> Fuck off. Right, now, okay. One one, one criticism. Um, I, I've, I've been staring at this hard. Um, best I can do is strange. Third line down in the second verse. Yeah. I just think it's a bit of a woolly word. It's like nice. I, I think a bit more detail would be nicer. Okay. I just used nice, but I wasn't writing a poem. <laughs> Put it in the context for you, because uh, you were okay. So, so I uh, so I look at you, and I'll do my best. It's strange to see you smiling forever, staying the same. So, yeah, it's easy to say it's strange. It's like saying it's like saying interesting, nice, yeah, strange, yeah. lovely, yeah, lots of lovely things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just I think it's great, it's, you know? it's better than most of those other words because strange is probably accurate in the sense that there's some pleasure in seeing it but also some displeasure and it's not that's... it's not specific yeah i think you could be more specific but i think i think it is a pretty decent word it's just not the best word yeah i know what you mean I, and i think that's your and that's your rhyme as well isn't it strange saying yeah with the same at the end but I, I think you're right that is yeah it's not the best word in the world uh should i give it give it one last reading yeah why not go on i'd love to tell you in that frame that you grew up but you've stayed the same. Here there's been change, and I've tried looking to blame, finding ways to explain. It doesn't help. So I look at you, and I'll just do my best. It's strange to see you smiling forever, staying the same. If we're going to have one criticism, just to finish it off, it would be, I think that second verse, there isn't much rhyming. (sighs) Give me a break. Right, we've heard all the pieces. Now, what we have to do is we have to pick a theme from those three pieces. We will each take it in turns to pick one and come back to you with the winning one. So, Charlie, you pick from mine. Matt, you pick from Charlie's, and I'll pick from Matt's. We good with that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah. uh, 
Gosh, I've got such a got such a rich tapestry to choose from here. Right. Start the clock. I'm going to go with friend, friends I cannot stand. Ooh, I like that. That's dangerous territory for a podcast that we encourage our friends to listen to. <laughs> that worked. Good stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, you, you two are the friends I cannot stand <laughs> thanks to this fucking podcast every week. So I wouldn't worry about the people listening. <laughs> the people participating. We've already known that we've already got plenty of evidence that Charlie's more likely to throw that at us than he will at anyone else. Uh, so I'm going to pick from uh, Matt's piece. I'm going to pick uh, In That Frame. Okay. And I'm going for Grasping Pears. Oh, hello. Hello, Charlie's. I like that a lot. <clears throat> I like that a lot. So has anyone got any instinct? Any any first instincts? I don't like friends I cannot stand. Why don't, why don't you like that? I think he just doesn't want to see what you end up writing about it. <laughs> it's just going to make me <laughs> cry. <just> scared. <laughs> I'm scared and excited. I'm worried about what I'd end up writing that wouldn't be about you guys. I think it'd be interesting. I, I, I think it'd be great. I think I'd have the opportunity to go character study. I probably wouldn't write from personal stuff. I'd write about someone else. The issue we've got though is Matt hasn't got any friends. That's true. <laughs> He's got a wife. That's good enough, isn't it? But I can protect. I can imagine. You can write about your wife's friends. What one? One of which is Charlie's girlfriend, of course, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now come on. Okay, so so Matt, you're not keen on that. What are you keen on? Well, no, I could come round to it. Could come round. Uh, grasping pears. I don't know. What, what what are your thoughts there? Is there enough enough meat in there? I'm not sure where I'd go with it. That's all. Um, yeah, grasping is a bit specific. Yeah, it's it's a nice combination of words. I really like the sound. I'm just not sure. It doesn't immediately give me a thought. No. Uh, in that frame, I quite liked because it has it sort of gives you the chance to go straight to metaphor because you don't actually need to go. It's it doesn't. It, but you can go to it, Ben. You can do a lot. Any of these, you can go straight to metaphor. No, I know, don't I know. Worry I know. About what I'm it. just saying is that I what I had the struggle with last time was being thrown something that was so explicitly explicit that I couldn't help but go that direction, which which I think worked out okay for me. It was fun to do, but I quite like the chance to be throwing metaphor. Uh, but I'm I'm happy with uh, friends I cannot stand. Yeah, I'm warm yeah. to yeah. me. And in that frame for me uh, is exactly where the inspiration for that piece came from so I that was where i was aware of the risk yeah if you, you'd have to not go literal in that sense you'd have to make yeah. it a, a framing you could you could do an awful lot with that but uh all right well uh friends i cannot stand and let's look forward to how we take each other down <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it but through like a, a made-up person and made-up friends that have incredibly similar lives and names to you a bit about barley and bat barley and bat <laughs> <laughs> Come on, pick on. Can we pick on some? Pick on some of your stupid Totnes friends. Oh, he's got. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like shooting fish, f- fish in a barrel. Over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> so, uh, awarding the awards this week, uh, I feel like I'm afraid. I'm sorry, Charlie, but simply because you didn't hit the target on the uh, the theme, it's got to be you for the lame duck. I'm sorry. Not not because the piece didn't have potential, but in in terms of what it actually was, I think it's got a lot of potential. But in terms of what it literally was, it wasn't on the theme. Oh yeah, no, it's not an award for potential. It's the award for the worst piece, and I think I accept that with open arms. Get that duck in the hospital and bring it back in yeah. 16 weeks. That's going to be exciting. Okay, so how we've... Uh, obviously, the wooden spoon uh, in this instance goes to mine. So it's... Uh, in theory, I've, qu- I've got quite a lot of wooden spoons in my catalogue so far, so I'm... Right, quite, right. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Boosty. It's it's very much... A, it's a sub-win, but, uh, you know... It's still one of the best prizes. I think it's the only it's the only win you're getting this week, so I think Matt's text the... Text I, want, I, want a little, I want to at least stand for it. I want to get a chance here. You can't win the spoon and... 
And the cup, whatever it is. No, Matt, come on, Matt's got to get the cup, really. Justify it to me. Do you, re- do you honestly think you get the cup, Ben? Well, one, mine actually really stuck to the thing of rhyming, which in this oh, instance was completely part of what we were supposed to do. That is also a yeah, factor. It's about the best piece right. of work that is roughly within the parameters we set in the previous piece. No, no, we, didn't, we weren't marking anyone down. We didn't say if it doesn't rhyme in one point, then you're, you're getting uh, your duck's getting a kicking. I'm just saying I I, I was rigidly uh, stuck to that rule and had the disadvantages of it, but still managed to stick to it, which I think is you know earns earns points. Earns points. So I think we need to this week give a, a new a new prize uh, just for the, the rhymers. <laughs> The rhymer's dildo, or whatever you want to call rhymer's it. Rhymer's dildo, okay. Rhymer's dildo goes to um, goes to Ben. Ah, <laughs> uh, we talked about a golden crowbar at some point. That was a much nicer option. Why do we definitely dub that? <laughs> well, Lalaman also gets the golden crowbar. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I'll walk away with three. So you've got the wooden spoons, the, <laughs> the golden crowbar, all good, and the rhymer's right? dildo. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm quite content with that, if I'm honest. Right. <laughs> okay, well, Matt, Matt, All right. Matt and has to get the cup. Oh, boys. Realistically, if someone walked out of a room holding a cup, and another person walked out holding my array of <laughs> delightful objects, they'd be like, well, that, that guy, guy clearly, that guy won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at him. Oh, you be- He's laden. <laughs> so what we're going to do now is hear a piece from a listener. Uh, basically, we're going to try our best to come up with our ideas of what the piece is about and uh, try and find a theme maybe even just identify the theme is as, as it seems we'll see uh but yeah if you uh, if you have a definite answer for us uh, ian is it ian call him ian ian then uh yeah do get us back next week and uh, we'll find out whether we were right or not or as it's spelt i ain <laughs> So, Charlie, read it for us. All right, I'm just... Okay, uh, um, it's by a friend of mine called Ian, and it's called Skip Little Pebble. <clears throat> skip, 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 little pebble. Stare, float, and never drop. Plucked, surveyed, approved, then hurled to skim atop. The murky waters, until it fades of strength and will, loses hope and sinks, lost in the beach once more. No pebble was the same. The speckles are similar, and the subtle, smooth frame almost identical. Almost. There never used to be a name, but now a small island I spotted. After I threw my blackened, speckled pebble is the object of my game. None shall keep their distance from the depths, it seems. All lost in the mix betwixt the blackened pebble and I. I think... (laughs) I'm going to sound like a proper idiot if this is wrong, but I just think it's about throwing pebbles. It's a lovely detailed description of throwing pedal pebbles, I think, by a... I'm going to say a man-made lake. I mean, I think what you've done here, Charlie, is in some ways wise, because what you cannot be accused of is being uh, sort of excessively... Um, sort of, you're not going to be an idiot, because literally, yes, it is about that. It's also about something else, probably. But... That might not be the case. It might, because, you know, anything that's a metaphor should be about two things. And in one case, this is about skipping pebbles. So, fair enough. Yeah, I'll take that. My secondary thing I'm seeing in it, apart from the admittedly lovely description of skipping pebbles, is that it's about uh, a human life. Um, that, yeah, an idea uh, of human life is a, something skipped across the top, always managing to stay just above the surface, but eventually, inevitably, dropping down into those surfaces, uh, saying, none shall keep their distance from the depths, it seems all lost in the mix betwixt the black and pebble and I. So, 
the only issue with that is the fourth verse where he talks about a small oil island where I frankly don't know how to incorporate that into my theory. So either that has to go <laughs> or I'm wrong. Yeah, you can keep it in and, and ignore it. Matthew, what you got? I, well, I, I like the language. It sounds like it's coming from a place of true experience as though he actually just has spent a morning, uh, Ian, whatever you call him, Ian, uh, skipping the pebbles and then going, I'm going to write something about this. And uh, and he did, and he wrote about it, and then he went. So off. you 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 go with the literal. I think it, it's literal. But why he hasn't spotted the small island straight away? Uh, but you, you tell us, Ian. Yeah, well, that's that, that that that's the part of it I'm really struggling. It's with. a very small island. We're gonna have to assume this, right? It's effectively just like a a, a floating stone at this point. Really, I mean, really, it's tiny. such a small island that it actually like, took. I mean, apparently a very long time of skipping stones to notice it. So, ah, uh, well, yeah, such is poetry. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for listening. You can get in touch with us at your Y-O-U-R-E, nearly dead, on Twitter, and Y-O-U-R-E, nearly dead, at gmail.com. That's your nearly dead on both. So we do look forward to hearing from you. We do welcome submissions. We will read them out eventually, although we do get somewhat tired. Yeah, well, it's a huge backlog right at this point, isn't it? I mean, we've just it is, yeah, we're yeah. swamped, swamped by. Submissions. I don't think we're going to necessarily have the next fifteen weeks of Ian. I think that's that's actually cool. No, well, Ian is um, Ian is having <laughs> a, a is having a residency with you know you want to Is it possible that Ian could maybe uh, write under a series of nom de plumes? Because that'd be really convenient for us. That would work. That would work that's well. a good point, actually. Well, yeah, funny you should say that because I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> about fifteen poems from different. People. <laughs> <laughs> His names I forget at the moment. I'm sure they'll come to me. There's variations on that. Yeah, the yeah. name Ian. <laughs> so we um Come so on. we thank you for tuning in and we do look forward to hearing on from you. So from Charlie, me, from Matthew, Matt, me, me, yeah, <laughs> and from Benjamin, me. <laughs> Good night. was a very good podcast from verygood.org.uk.